one. Welcome back, champions, to your favorite sports podcast on the internet. Clocks on the stove. We got a little NFL Week 7 for you, episode 109. Your usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher, with me, holding it down in the South Florida region, Mr. Zachary Watts. Mm-hmm. We, uh, as you know, don't do Thursday night game, don't do Monday night game. Check out at Clocks on the Stove, tw- uh, blah, TikTok, almost at Twitter. Check that out too if you want um, for the our picks and information you need for those two games. But first, let's dive into our Sunday slate. Starting us off, we have the Cleveland Browns traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. This game at 1 o'clock, CBS Cleveland coming in at a minus three. Zach Watts, how are we feeling about this game? I could care less, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. I could also care less. The only points I would like to make, um, the Browns' defense doing a phenomenal job this year, really getting after guys. Uh, the Colts are without Anthony Richardson. So they're full-time Gardner, which is cool but bad. Um, I said last podcast, Gardner Minshew is Michael Fitzpatrick. Miko, blah, blah, blah. I can't get anything out of my mouth right. He's, uh, no, Fitzpatrick. What was Fitzpatrick? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to give you four great games, but he can't give you a great season. I think the Browns go in there. The defense overwhelms them and wins this game. Yeah, so with Anthony Richardson out, they turn the reins over to Gardner Minshew, and he is a decent replacement. Obviously, you're never going to get the Gardner Minshew that's probably going to lead your team to a playoffs or be labeled as a franchise guy, and there's nothing really wrong with that. That's not what they had him on the roster for. You know what you got out of Anthony Richardson, so I think it's smart anyway to have him heal up the best as possible and just let him take the rest of the year off. You weren't really playing for much, and if anything, even if you finish the season out bad, you're just giving yourself more draft picks to work with or higher draft picks to work with, which in turn is just going to help bolster up your team to actually make a push when your franchise guy comes back. Because in my opinion, I would kind of look at him as a franchise guy right now. Yeah, obviously – your portion size isn't as big as you'd like it to be. You didn't get a full season out of him. But from what he's shown, he has room for growth, and he already has um, a ton of intangibles that you're just not And you got Jonathan Taylor back, guaranteed. Yes, exactly. So with that being said, I I don't, I don't, feel like the Colts aren't really playing with any pressure at all. Um, not to say that they don't want to win games. Like I feel like Gardner Minshew is the last guy on earth who you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to tank. He's going to be like, hell no, I'm playing for the win every time I'm on the field. And you're like, got to respect it. Like, you are who you are. But when I look at this Browns team, you know, when they signed Deshaun, they were kind of in win mode. Like, that's just the team it seems like they are. Unfortunately, it's just not working out. They have a great defense, but with Chubb hitting the IR and Deshaun not really being able to be on the field, pretty much the the Browns are going to brown, essentially. So I don't really care to take a bet at this game, I'm probably just going to take Browns money line. It seems like the right choice. I'm just taking Browns to win. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Our next game, I'll let you start us off, Zach. Um, just because I want to watch you cry and suffer. We have the Buffalo Bills traveling to New England. A little Northeast matchup for you. Patriots 1-5, Bills 4-2. Bills come in at a minus 8.5 favorite. This game is also on CBS at 1 p.m., Zach Watts, let's hear it, man. Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, we're done. It It's pretty much tank season. Amen, uh, brother. 
Although as a fan, I never thought I would live to see the day. It came rather fast, like really fast. Um, you know, I, they say, they say, you know, when the end times are coming, you start to think about the beginning. Um, I, I'm starting to reminisce about like the first year of Mac Jones. Cause like when we signed, we're like, Oh my God, we just got Tom Brady again. Like we're, we're in, we're in peak, like prime position right now to actually like just get right back into the playoffs. And then we got smacked by the bills in the playoffs. They didn't even punt once that game. And then ever since then it was nothing but downhill from there. It wasn't even remotely close. Every game we played in so far this year um, I've sat through because I feel like I deserve it. If you see that much success in your life as a sports fan, you have to witness that much tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. You win with the team, you lose with the team. Exactly. And you know, I was there for the winning years when the people were like, are you a Patriots fan? Where it's like, hey, buddy, they're first team I watched. And now I'm I'm stuck watching them stuck. Now it's like, hey, so, bro, you, you good, man? Like, you you sure you're a Patriots fan? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, honestly, much as I hate to say it, this is probably the end times for Mr. Bill Belichick. I don't see things changing really soon. It's a different era, man. To, it's a new breed and i just don't see it happening like i'm sorry. i also don't think he really cares either i don't think he cares enough to be like all right we need to adapt he's just like just see how long we can ride the boat <laughs> see how fucking long we can just go like i don't think the philosophy is necessarily wrong or like out of touch it's more so that their scouting and drafting of players is just so not where it needs to be like like the whole cliche is like Oh, we're gonna have like 30 million sixth and seventh round picks, and we're gonna draft a guy out of a D3 school who like hasn't played football in like three years, and then he's just gonna turn out to be an all pro. And like now that just it doesn't yeah, happen. Now it's too hard, bro. There's so many good guys. Yeah, it it just it I don't see it happening. And this Bills team, you know, I saw this funny tweet about it. It was like Josh Allen always plays to the level of competition of his opponent. My so like, dad you, just fucking said that before we started this podcast. Yeah, so you just dad, fucking said that. Yeah, your dad's stealing shit from Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he was no, no, no. He goes, yeah. I, I was watching a video, and they were like, yeah, the Bills always play down to competition. Like, if they play the Chiefs, they're gonna ball the fuck out. They play yeah. the Patriots, they're gonna throw three picks. Yeah. Um. I mean, I hope they don't throw three picks because in my like survivor pool where you pick a team every week to just flat out win, uh, I have the Bills this week. Yeah, I'm in one of those. And if the Patriots end up winning, it'll be like a double whammy. Like, I don't really care for you to win because it hurt our team. Yeah, it doesn't do fucking it. It actually hurts you more than it did losing. Yeah, yeah. So just lose us some grace, uh, please. And by grace, I just mean don't throw three interceptions and let me see Twitter or TikTok blow up over murdering Mac Jones. I've seen more videos being like, like, have you seen those like Christmas TikTok videos where it's like, uh, mom's like, okay, make your Christmas list. Yeah, I know. I saw one. I saw one about Mac Jones yesterday. Fuck. I want dude. Mac Jones to blow up. Or yeah, like, that's what I want. Yeah, I just want like, Mac Jones on a plane to North Korea or something like that. Yeah, like that's all I'm seeing. And like all the comments are like, like checks dude, out. It's, it's, it's like that on my TikTok. And then my Twitter is just shitting on Mac Canada. Yes, yeah. I don't know. What Steelers fan I pissed off that my feed is just straight like fuck Matt Canada, but my entire Twitter feed is just shit is just memes of Matt Canada. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Matt Canada is quite literally holding back Pittsburgh from everything they've ever done. Yeah, no, he is dog shit. I just don't. I'm not. I'm not a Steelers fan by any association. 
And it's flooded. But overall, Zach, I'm going to rock with you. I'm taking the Bills. I don't think they're going to do it super flashy. Actually, this game kind of reminds me of the Eagles game where they're going to go in there and they're kind of probably going to like put their foot down and then the Patriots are somehow going to scramble and get like a weird 17 points in the last 20 minutes of the game and then make the score closer than it should have been. By the way, by the way, I don't think we've scored 21 points all year. So, let's, let's sure as hell ain't sure as hell ain't coming in garbage time. I can promise you that. Um, 2017-10-3-0-17. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be a fun game for you guys. <laughs> I don't think they're going to route you, though. Like, I don't think they're going to beat you by, like, 21, but they're going to win. Yeah, it's just – it's not even fun to watch. Like, if we at least, like – And the weather is probably going to be dog shit, too. Yeah, like, if the game – like, if we sucked, like, just made a couple mistakes, but we were still able to put up points – That'd be like fun, like that. That, yeah. that that's You're still like, toes. yeah, like, like it keeps it, it keeps it entertaining. This isn't even entertaining. Like I turn on the games and it's literally just like, oh my god, three and out for like the eight. If honestly, it makes me question how Iowa fans exist. Yeah, because they literally don't watch the game for offense. It's literally just defensive football. Like it's insane. I mean, Wisconsin so, football is the same fucking way this year too. Unfortunately, I mean, but yeah. But you're used to having running backs at least some years yeah. where you're like, God. Yeah, I just don't understand how Luke Fickle goes to probably RBU and he's like, we're going to run an air raid offense. We're going to get the number one air raid offense coordinator and we're going to run an air raid offense at the University of Wisconsin. Who's at the hey, most dope Campbell winners of all time. It's a rebranding. Yeah, and it's fucking stupid. And it's not working. And I – whatever. It is what it is. Moving on, we have another game. I don't really care two shits to talk about this game. I doubt you do too. With the Washington Redskins going to the New York Giants. This game, one o'clock. Washington's a minus two and a half. Give me Washington. No, fuck that. Ah, give me I don't. Give me Washington. I, the Giants' O line so bad, they're not going to be able to get anything going. Going to be a weird game, probably a little high scoring. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Daniel Jones still isn't cleared to play. Um, and it wouldn't make much of a dif- difference. I know Tyrod Taylor is going to get the start, but this O-line is so atrocious that it's not even fun to watch. So, I mean, I don't, I can't even tune in to enjoy anything. I don't think Sam Howell is a franchise QB for the Commanders. No offense, just not how I see it, Commanders fans. Um, he just doesn't have that it factor, in my opinion. Um, he did. I, I've never thought liked him, even in college. I never thought he was him. Yeah, but I, I like I'll at least give anyone a chance. If you're a starting quarterback, like you earned that right, or like you were given the opportunity to yeah. bar injury or whatever. But on the commander side of things, you have Chase Young and you have Montez Sweat. You should probably sack Tyrod Taylor 85 times. So yeah, he's got that like lung thing. So nah, he's probably healed from that. I think this is just a you, you may die. Like he may have a rib problem at the end of the game. Like someone may put their shoulder like through him, but. Yeah, come in, give me the commanders in this one. Not really in any entertaining fashion. This next game is, in my opinion, actually, no, there's one other one. This is probably the second best game of the weekend. The Lions traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens, one o'clock on Fox. Baltimore coming in at a minus three. Um, I unfortunately was there so- on Sunday to watch the uh the Lions beat the brakes off the Bucks. Um, and of course, I don't start Jamison Williams, and he decides to go off. And Amara St. Brown is dirty at football. 
that's all I got to say from that Sunday game. Zach, I'll let you uh, give the insights and analytics that people need to know for this game. Yeah, so when I'm looking at this game, honestly, first time in my life where I can confidently say that the Lions are back. Like, the Lions aren't the Lions for once. Um, given they can go out and have some Lions tendencies, like, you can you can change – the culture, you can't change the name or the jersey. We're familiar with your game. We know who you are. So you can't run from that. But looking at what Dan Campbell has going up there in Detroit, I mean, unbelievable. The defense is playing superbly. They're able to get things done week in, week out. You look at guys like Aiden Hutchinson who are just able to wreak havoc on the defensive oh. line. He's a stock, like premier edge rusher. And honestly, I feel like that's a staple for any good team is they just have that one guy on the edge that just takes over. Um, but then at the same time, when usually it's like with the lines, it's one thing or the other. It's like your offense is competent. Your defense can't play for shit or your defense is playing solid and your offense can't seem to get anything going. Jared Goff has completely like turned his image in the NFL around when he was on the Rams. It was like the Rams are winning in spite of him. And now that he's on the lines, it's like, this dude's a baller. Like this dude can win games for you. And it's he's awesome. Got to little see. hands. Fuck it. Lil Hands, Big Dick. He out there slanging it. He's slanging it. Slanging it. And honestly, this is probably one of their toughest tests. I know you talk about the Chiefs game. Look, week one of the season, always weird. They earned that win, but it is weird. Like, is it the same Chiefs team now? Maybe. I'm not saying put an asterisk next to the win. That's not what I'm I'm just saying saying I thought Patty would give me 40 a game, and he's barely giving me 20 a game, which is some bullshit, but... I mean, 40 a game would be like un, like probably the greatest season of all time. Okay, I expected like act, realistically 25, but. Fair enough. See, that's more admissible given the Patrick Mahomes recency. Um, But look, Detroit's playing Baltimore. This Ravens team's defense is giving up. I thought I saw a stat last week, so I don't know how accurate it is after this last week's game. But it was like they're giving up touchdowns on like 6.7% of drives. Like they just, Damn. yeah, they don't give up touchdowns. Like they're just not happening. They just don't allow it. Their front seven is really good. They're always able to have quality DBs to lock down receivers. So they're playing extremely well right now. Lamar's Lamar, you know, 1,200 yards or yeah, 1,200 passing yards on the year, five passing touchdowns, three interceptions, not like the best numbers in the world. With four rushing but, touchdowns for 327. Yeah. So the, the dude's doing it both ways. He's a beast. Here's the thing I'm worried about. If Detroit, Detroit has a lot of people that are injured. CJ Gardner, Johnson, IR, Sam Laporte is questionable. Craig Reynolds is questionable, but that you should be guy. fine yeah. with Dave. What? Yeah, you should be fine with Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery. Um, but yeah, Sam Laporte really who's emerged as this like rookie tight end class to just be an absolute stud. He's a dog. Um, do- drafted him in every league. Couldn't be happier. Could not be happy. I bet he could do more push-ups in an hour than you could. You, I don't feel like it's very hard to do. No. <laughs> um, I'd argue a good. I, I'd argue every NFL player could or should. Yeah, they should. They definitely should. Yeah, uh, if not, maybe not a kicker. No, nah, kicker for sure. <laughs> kicker for sure. Kicker for sure. But anyway, yeah, I'm. I'm actually gonna take the lines in this one. As stupid as that sounds, because like when I look at this game, it just seems like a game that Baltimore should beat the Lions in order for the Lions to like come back down to earth a little bit. 
but the Lions are like rolling right now. Like they seem to be playing the best football of any team. So who knows? I mean, dude, look at last week. We had the Eagles and the 49ers lose. And I didn't think any team could realistically beat them, especially not the two teams that ended up beating them. So it's football. Anything can happen on any given Sunday, but I'm going to roll with the Lions. What I'm going to take the Lions too, and the deciding factor for me is that Lamar Jackson's not going to be able to use his feet. We look at the Lions' defense. They only allow 60, not even 65, 64.7 rushing yards a game. As we see through Lamar's stats of five touchdowns and three picks, he needs to get his feet going in order for this offense to get going, and I think that's going to get shut down pretty quick. I like Lamar. I think they're a good team. I don't think they have enough weapons to utilize and change their offense from Lamar having to use his feet, if that makes sense. They rely on it too much. I think in the beginning he might get away with it a little, but I don't think it'll last too long. I do like the fact that you said about this Baltimore defense. They're very good and they, they hold on. The problem is if Lamar is getting shut down and you're going three and out, I think Jared Goff and them can get into like a mundane flow and just kind of bore them to death and win like a little kicker shootout. I think the I think I, I, I'm more confident in the Lions. Bro. Jared Goff's giving them a little confidence, a quarterback right now. They're moving the ball. I watched them versus the Bucks, whose defense was very good, and they moved the ball beautifully. They're just they call good plays and they play good football and they want to win. They really want to be there. And like I said, their defense, you know, it, it felt like last year the one thing keeping the Lions from being the team they were last year where they were like, oh, look how good they're playing to this year where it's like we want to go to the playoffs is the defense. They put up points like crazy last year, but they couldn't stop anybody. And now they're still putting up points 20, 42, 34, 20, 37, or 31, excuse me. And, but now they're, st- they're they're stopping people, which is the big the biggest difference for me. I think they go in there and I think they beat Baltimore in, in Baltimore. We'll see. This next game, I another game I really don't give a shit about. We have the Raiders going to the Bears. This game, 1 o'clock on Fox, second to last. 1 o'clock game, Raiders coming in. At a minus 2.5. Um, yeah, there is absolutely no way the Bears win this game. Justin Fields is out. Tyson Bagent is the quarterback. Don't know who he is. Um, but I do want to take a second to whenever I can shit on the Raiders, I like to shit on the Raiders because fuck the Raiders for what they did to uh, almost a Chiano to Gruden. Jimmy Garoppolo has seven touchdowns on eight picks. He's not even playing. I know. I just want to. I just wanted to say that. I just read that though. I just want to say that. You know um, who they got though. You battle, know who they got. battle the backup quarterbacks. Going to be a boring game. Josh Jacobs still has an Ian. Um, Devontae Adams. It's like the it, Devontae Adams in this offense is like Marvin Harrison Jr. in Ohio State. They got such a fucking good guy, and they just are like, ah, we don't need to use him. Ah, I fuck him. So um, I don't got much to say. I just think I think the Raiders win this game. I don't see how the Bears uh pull it out. Yeah, look, I'm not the biggest believer in Brian Hoyer and what he's got cooking over there in Las Vegas. Uh, Josh McDaniels always seems to have weird schemes. You know, you have a quite literally one of the best receivers in Devontae Adams, and you're pissing him off. You have him, like, literally publicly saying, I'm pissed off with the role I have in this team. I, I want to be here. Yeah, I need to be here. So, not a great look. Um, look, Brian Hoyer is a seasoned vet. He's going to know what to do. Um 
come game time. The problem is there's just a whole lot of uncertainty with the Bears. Like you just you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Their defense is suspect at best. You don't really know if they're going to play good or not uh, every other week. So it that's just too hard to tell, in my opinion. I am going to watch the beginning of it, though, because if this rookie quarterback just somehow starts balling out, um, I'm going to think it's pretty funny and I'm going to need to witness it. So where is he from? To... Um, oh, my God. I just saw his... he played in the uh, senior bowl. Was he uh, was he D1? I mean, I cannot confirm nor did I. Let me just look up Bears QB and see what comes up. Um, see if I can find it for you. Shepherd football. What the fuck? Right, Travis. He played, yeah, he played at Shepherd. What the fuck? Okay, I'm really confused now because what is Shepherd? Co- is it Shepherd College? Uh, mm, I, see, that's the problem. I can nor not confirm nor not see. Last week. When the NFL was talking about industry plants with How fans, the fuck is this guy in the NFL, dude? Yeah, this, this is an industry plant. Uh, the QBR sixteen. Yeah, no, 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 not bro. The fucking. The oh NFL, my gosh. The NFL was like, we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna put him on a team. He's gonna be he's gonna be our number one quarterback from now on, yeah. like. They just when you're industry. a Bears fan and you're like, fuck, shit can't get any worse. <laughs> get this guy. <laughs> oh man. Hey, Tyson Bagnet, man. I hope you fucking make us look like pieces of shit. I hope you ball out, but ah damn, it don't look too good for you, brother. Yeah. Um like honestly, I'm not even lying. I would have kind of preferred to see like Mitchell Trubisky or Nathan Peterman. Dude, how do you how do you not have like an actual backup call like quarterback? Let me ask you this: Who would you rather have, Baggett or Colin Kaepernick on your team right now? Baggett. <laughs> Kid's not proven yet. You know. I oh, that's not too much shit. He held the NCAA record for all time pa- touchdown passes and became the Division two record holder for all time passing yards and total touchdowns. So he's not dog shit. He's even more Tom Brady than Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I know this kid is pretty fucking Tom Brady, dude. He might actually be amazing. Like he might actually go in there hold on, hold and on. become the Chicago Bears franchise quarterback. You, you ever you ever oh see Oh my those- gosh, imagine that. They get Justin Fields. Tyson Baggins. Stop, stop. Phil's gonna watch Phil's gonna watch this. Tyson Baggins is becomes their guy. No, Field, no, no. Fields would kill himself. We'd have two dead Ohio State quarterbacks in three years. Now, you see, what's going to end up happening is we're going to end up falsely hyping this guy up, and then Phil is going to watch this, give himself hope, and then Phil's going to kill himself uh, after the Bears get slaughtered. That that That's what we're oh doing. Oh, my gosh. The kid's uh, good, though. The kid's fucking good. Yeah. You ever see those videos, or you ever see those memes where it's like... But who's your pick, though? Who's your pick to win? Real quick. I'm going to go Bears, just because... Tyson Baggett. Tyson Baggett. We're going <laughs> to put money line on the Bears just to see. Just to see. But what I was going to say is, have you seen those videos where it's like 
come over. We have Carma- Carmelo Anthony isolation highlights. It's like, <laughs> it's like, come over. We have D2 passing record. <laughs> Tyson Baggett. <laughs> Tyson Baggett highlights going on the TV. It's like, I'll uh, be there. That's fucking awesome. But let's get this thing moving. Our last one o'clock game on Fox. And, and a showdown, really, for first place in the NFC South between the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tampa, Florida to play Baker Mayfield. And this is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, ugh, wow, yeah, you know, I I always want to say this because Zach just hit the hit it on the head. Baker Mayfield is the most Tampa Bay motherfucking quarterback they've ever had. Dude looks like he went to Jesuit. Um, he's very Tampa Bay, good glue guy, not a great quarterback. Holy shit, the throws he missed in that Lions game, dude. There was two touchdowns he missed, two or three touchdowns he could have just he just overthrew. The Mike Mike Evans just didn't throw it to him, and then the other two he overthrew them by five yards, and they were both wide the fuck open. I regress. Um, my biggest issue with the Bucks is there is no run game. It's not there. The the running backs suck. There's no threat. There's no like, all right, let's establish a run game to get Baker warm. No, our running backs suck. Deuce Vaughn and Rod Ronald White. Deuce Vaughn, you mean shot? You mean shot? shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Whatever. Fuck them both. Um, it, it's just not there. On the other end, of things Atlanta's been looking promising. Um, but they still don't look crazy. I was big on Desmond Ritter coming in, but he hasn't done anything to sell me six touchdowns, six interceptions, and Bajon Robinson has not gotten a rushing touchdown this season. Isn't that a little, that a little strange? I mean, um, he's still wait, balling out. Wait, he's, yes, he, yes, he has. He's eighty carries for four hundred one yards, zero touchdowns. He only has receiving touchdowns. Oh, he caught like. A shovel pass for yeah, a he touchdown. One, he has one touchdown in the whole year, and it's a receiving touchdown. He's like he's one of those guys that are like really fun to watch and like cool to be a fan of, but he like really doesn't win games for them. If that makes sense, like he hasn't been like a huge, he's been a huge highlight guy, not a huge winning games factor guy, in my opinion. Come at me if you disagree. I'm just giving my opinion. I do think the Bucks won this one at home. I think it's a good bounce back game for them, especially after that Lions game, um, and. Yeah, I don't really have too much more more to say on that. Let's hopefully uh, but they good bounce good bounce back game. It does suck to lose the creamsicle game, but yeah, look, I'll address both your points about both players from each team. Looking at the Falcons, you know, I feel like Bijan's like lack of rushing touchdowns is more so because I feel like their play calling is just really stale in the red zone. Like they they try to do too much. Um, also, it's kind of just like the style of running back you have, like. I'm not going to look at Bijan and be like, hey, run the ball through the A-gap and their 400-pound nose tackle, you're just going to, like, bury him. Like, go be Derrick Henry. Like, I, I, not happening. Like, just isn't who he is. But I feel like he doesn't have to be that guy. You can you can game plan certain plays that are going to get him open in space, make him miss a guy or two, and he's in the end zone. Like, that shouldn't be that difficult. But instead, you're like, we're not going to pass all game and they're going to have Desmond Ritter on play action inside the 10 where there's eight defenders and we're going to have him try to fit it in there. Like, no, like they, it, it doesn't really work like that. So I, I think it's more so of the Falcons not having the, like, I'm not trying to hate on Arthur Smith. He's not a terrible coach, but I just feel like I wouldn't put him up there with some of the better coaches in the league, in my opinion. So that's kind of how I look at the Falcons right now. They have a lot of talent, just not utilized very effectively. When I look at the Bucks. You you pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, the lack of run game is really causing Baker to step into a role that we already know he 
isn't like the whole point of bringing Baker is it was like, dude, just be Baker. Like you'll be fine. Like you will win games with what you have. The problem is last game was the wrong game to test it out, but they literally were like, Hey Baker, go win us a football game. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that could not have gone any worse for you. Like, especially against the caliber of team that the Lions are this year and the way they've been playing, like, Obviously, he missed some throws, but why are you putting him in the position where we need those throws? Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, you're you're only giving people more reason to shoot him in the back. And here's but another. Also, thing. dude, there was a third and two that we easily could have gotten. It throws a deep ball to Mike Evans out of bounds. That was one hundred percent side play call. It was quite literally a play action throw. That's a fucking terrible play call. Uh, obviously, why are we doing that to him now? Obviously, like we have situations like this where we're blaming him, and it's like. Why did we do that anyway? Like, why are we telling him to throw that ball? That shouldn't be a ball that we throw in that situation. But let me put it this way. If Baker would have beaten the Lions, what do you think his perception in the media would have been? It would have been, Baker's fucking back, baby. Baker's back. We would have had Baker shirts printed yesterday. He would have been the franchise guy for the next three, four years. But loses the game because they tried to put all the pressure on him. And then suddenly everyone's like, Get him the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, I don't ever- make it more pressureful. It was like the creamsicle game. There's all these like retired Hall of Famers there. There's like all these traditions. Like, they do so much extra shit for this fucking game. And they're just like, all eyes on you, Baker. And he's just like, fuck me. Yeah. All eyes on you. And by the way, every player on the offense is going to suck, except yeah. for Mike. <laughs> now, like, Mike, Mike Evans didn't get a catch. He dropped one too. He didn't get a catch till the second half. Yeah. Like, they just. Everyone played like shit. It wasn't just Baker that played like shit. The no, Bucks played like shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's unfortunately the defensive backs sucked too. They were getting torched by that receiving yeah, core. Exactly. And this is what kills me more. Now you have to blame the uniforms because <laughs> the uniforms looked amazing. I want them. They're so sexy, bro. Yeah, the uniforms looked amazing, but off principle alone, if you sucked when you wore them in the past. And you tried them on again, and you sucked again. They have bad luck in them. I'm sorry. It, it's Dude, just how the world. They're so fucking sexy, though. Being no, they're sick like, as fuck. Oh my gosh. But you know, but you know, like and even it, like the firefighters and the the fire department and the police department also had they, uh the fucking cream orange on too, like for the uniform. It, dude, it the whole atmosphere and everything was fucking awesome. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing: like, if you're a fighter and you got a sick pair of fucking fight shorts. And you fucking went out there and you got baptized. I guarantee you, you would never put. Those I mean, on. I have a pair. My most expensive pair of wrestling shoes, my P twos. I paid five hundred dollars for them. And I'm own three in them in tournaments. Yeah, and you're I just like stopped wearing them. Yep. I was like, nope. these are good practice shoe. These are good for practice. Yeah, but not not a not. It doesn't show up on game day. Yeah, like it you, does not. They do not show up on game day. I got murked in those shoes. Yeah. So the next time the Bucks bring out the cream sickles. I swear to God, it better Johnny be against like the Bears, Panthers, Panthers, just Panthers. And if you end up losing that game, then you, then you know you have to you have to in front of all your fans, you have to put all the creamsicle jerseys on the fifty, and you have to light it on fire. And like a ceremony, <laughs> we like, will never do this again. <laughs> we we are eliminating the cream from our history. Like just it'll never be talked about again. You never bring it up. You never discuss it. Sick logo, sick look. Not a good game day choice. Um, yes, but let's move on to our next game. Our last, oh, excuse me, we're done with our one o'clock games at 4 05 p.m. on Fox. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Zach Watts, how do we think this game is going to go? 
Um, I think I will see at least eight more hours of people, Steelers fans specifically shitting on Matt Canada because I think he is the most hated man in the NFL. Um, by the way, Twitter is a ruthless place. Absolutely ruthless place. I cannot tell you how many, like the Steelers, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was another team. They, they tweeted out something about like, we're against terrorism. And then all the comments were like, you're against terrorism, but you actively make me watch Matt Canada. coach." Yeah, yeah. No, or like the Steelers posted something about, um, like we stand with Israel or something like that. And they're like, why yeah. can we stand for our own fucking team first? Yeah. Like, holy shit. People are ruthless. Um, it just shows you that like people do not follow your sports teams for your political opinions. Yeah. As, like they, like if, no matter what else you try to talk about, they're going to make it about the team. Sports and politics need to be separate. Yeah. And they like that, like the fans will keep you in check in that regard. Like they will always be the first people to be like, what about our team? Like we suck. Like I don't ever want to see this again. Like that's just how it is. Um, unfortunately, because I've realized how bad Matt Canada sucks, I low-key do like a lot of the players on the Steelers. I feel like they're talented enough where they're still gonna win enough games for Mike Tomlin. Like Mike Tomlin always goes eight and eight. Yeah. Always. He will always and forever go eight and eight. That's just how it is. And he's good enough to where he's gonna get in there, but Matt Canada is gonna make sure they get those eight losses. Yeah. Or he will die trying. As for the Rams, Cup's back. Nakua's kind of declining, but he's still a good number two option. Kyron Williams may or may not be hurt. Matt Stafford's healthy. I don't know what to think about you, to be honest. I don't know if you're a playoff team. I don't know if you're a first-round elimination of the wild card or you pull off a great run at the end and then make a push for the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I don't know, in my opinion. The NFC stack, I don't like your chances. You're kind of in limbo right now. So best of luck to you. You're probably going to win this game, but I don't have high hopes for your future. Yeah, the way I feel about the Rams is like some weeks I watch them, I'm like, fuck, dude, they're back. And then some weeks I watch them, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Cooper Cup's back. <clears throat> that means Matthew Stafford's got a brick in his pants. Um, Kyron Williams, like you said, 50-50, don't really know yet. I just think they're going to win because I think Matt Canada's a moron. And also, TJ Watt, questionable. It, that defense is what carries this team, let's be honest. The reason yeah. the Steelers or the Steelers and the reason they beat the, the Baltimore Ravens, the reason why they didn't do anything is because of their defense. I do think they need to get rid of Matt Canada. I do think that George Pickens is is doing a lot better than I anticipate him to do. So I'm going to give him his credits as well. Um, Najee, I'm still not sold on yet. And I don't know if it's a Matt Canada thing or a Najee thing. Still figuring that out. I like the squad. I don't like the the coach. I don't like the the commanders. Like, you know, the guys in charge. Um, I think the Rams win this game in a boring game. Just because they're a better team and, and the threat of TJ Watt and he really he's really the captain of that defense and not having him there. And even if he is there, he's not hundred percent. It's not the same pressure on uh Stafford. Oh damn, it's through my back out sneezing. But yeah, uh Rams won this one at home. Our next game. Cardinals going to the Seahawks. This game, four or five on Fox. Seahawks at a minus eight. I really have nothing to say at all about this game, to be honest with you. I'll let you if you got anything. Yeah, pretty much. Cardinals are hit or miss. Didn't have high expectations anyway. Kyler Murray is back at practice, so he is practicing. But the problem is they're still the Cardinals. Like, it hasn't changed. Josh Dobbs, right, in his time there. They've shown signs of being good, and then other times they just flat out suck. It is what it is. You don't really have a lot to work with. 
I feel like winning games only hurts you because it just slows the rebuild. And as for the Seahawks, I what are they like three and two? Three and two, yeah. Yeah, three and two right now. Not like they're kind of like a low key ass team. Like I don't know too much about them. Yeah, like if they were playing some of the perennial teams in the league, I I wouldn't really give them much of a shot. But they're gonna they're gonna beat the lesser teams and they're gonna struggle against the better teams. Yeah, they're gonna beat who they're supposed to be and lose who they're supposed to lose to. Yeah, exactly. Like they're they beat Carolina by ten, whooped the Giants, and then lost to the Bengals. So I. I don't really know what to think about you. You you got your butt waxed by the Rams. So, obviously, like, this game can go either way. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I just know it's going to be, what, 57 degrees up there in Seattle? It's going to be a little chilly. Freezing cold. For, okay. We got we to gotta think about we gotta th- think about this as non-Floridians. 57 it's going to be chilly. It's going to be nippy. It's three degrees below 57 or below 60. It's not that bad. It'll be all right. Although Seattle does suck, but their fans are nice, so can't really complain there. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Seattle in this. They're gonna be who they're supposed to be. I think we have three games left. Ah, we have the Green Bay Packers traveling to the Denver Broncos. Green Bay Packers two and three, Broncos one and five. Packers looked promising at first, not looking too hot since the Broncos do not look any different than last year. Green Bay minus one favorite. This game at 425 on CBS. Zach, what are you thinking? The more I watch the Broncos, the more that I think the 30 for 30 film that's going to come out of this rush trade from Seattle to the Broncos is going to go down as one of the biggest whiffs of all time. You literally, you brought in, yeah, you brought in Russ with the mentality that he was going to be your next Peyton Manning. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you literally, fucking house at him. Yeah, you threw the house at him. You sold like you cleared house. You went all in on him. You're like, fuck the draft picks, fuck everything. We'll be completely fine. We got Russ. We got our guy. We're gonna be Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> you fell so flat on your face that you became the laughing stock of the entire league, and that's really, really hard. Considering the Bears also exist now, given. Did, yeah, no, but the expectations of the Broncos and the Bears are not the same. Yeah, at all. We expect the Bears to suck. We kind yeah, of the Broncos. It was like we're back. Yeah, and then you got Sean Payton, and it's like, oh, well, with with legendary coach Sean Payton. And they're like Sean Payton's the key we've been missing this entire time, and they're one and five. Yeah, and Sean Payton unfortunately unlocked a door, which immediately led to another door. But now you're stuck in a room with no windows, so they. They they fucked themselves. So you moved, but the situation didn't get any better. Yeah, owl, owl. You once had a look out of a window, but now you're just in a room. Uh, it may be a rubber room, but I, I don't know. You probably would want to end up there at the end of the season anyway. Uh, regardless, looking at this Packers team, Jordan Love's playing aight. Playing aight. Play, play I, I, I have been seeing some good meme videos on him that's like, this man really a clone of Aaron Rodgers, and he like moves the exact fucking same way in the pocket. He walks the same way. Like this man just studied Aaron. Yeah, I mean, he did sit behind him for a considerable amount of time to just soak it all in. So I feel like it rubs off a little bit. Um, I wonder if he talks like him a little bit. But regardless, I think the Packers are going to end up winning this game. I think Aaron Jones is getting a little bit healthier, so he should be should be back with a higher workload. I know he was 
I know his last time out, he didn't really do all too great. But regardless, I'm going to take the Packers in this one. It's a safer bet. I'm taking the Packers, too. I just think they're a better team. And um, there's not that threat of the Broncos defense like like I think there was last year, um, my personal opinion. No. Uh, two games left. We have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs coming in at a minus five and a half, five, uh, five point five favorite. <clears throat> this game at four twenty five. Also on CBS. Um, listen, I'm going to just tell you how it is. It's going to be a really high scoring, fun game to watch. That the Chargers are going to shit the bed in the fourth, and the Chiefs are going to win. That's just exactly how I see this game going. Been waiting. We're in uh, what week seven of the NFL, and Austin Eckler hasn't even brought out his ingredients to start cooking yet. Like he's like still in the fridge. You know, like like the big walk-in fridge in the back, just still like picking out ingredients. Brother, he is still at the supermarket. Yeah, he is. Uh, I took him first overall. And boy, does that make me look not good. Um. Anyways, I like Justin Herbert. Dude, the, the issue is is Stanley's their head coach, right? What's his name? Stanley. Yeah, he sucks. Dog they, shit. They are such a talented team, both on offense and defense, and their, their defense gets ran through, and then their offense produces, 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 and then as soon as they get put into, like, fourth quarter grind time, plays matter, they, he calls the worst plays of all time. It's, like, three quarters of great football, and then the fourth quarter is just the shittiest shit you've ever seen. Chiefs are going to capitalize. I would like to see Patty Mahomes get back into more of a flow. I don't really like uh, his production so far, but he is a guy that he wins games, and winning is the number one thing to do, so I respect him on that. But number two is help me win in fantasy. Um, Chiefs win it. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, and I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I don't think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I think this is going to be another example of you're holding on to Brandon Staley because you see slivers of hope. But it's like watching – it's like growing up with a drug-addicted mother, and yeah, she bought you a Christmas present, but she's still addicted to crack. Like, that's not going to change much like at the end of the day she's still a crack addict uh no matter how many christmas presents she she buys you <laughs> that may be i'm not even lying that may be the best analogy i've ever used in my entire life um so we're gonna stick with that regardless i just think the chargers are gonna end up shooting themselves in their own foot i think the chiefs are just a better coach team overall we can argue that the chargers are just as just as talented, but it doesn't matter when you can't put it together any week. Like it, it's almost painful to watch at this point to watch how good some of their players are. And they like, they make plays week in, week out. Like you will always see them on the highlights for the week. And then they're like, Oh, but what happened with that game? Yeah. They ended up losing by like 13 because they missed two field goals uh, and then turned the ball over twice. So it, it's just not enjoyable. I'm going to take the chiefs on this one. What's next for us, Poppy? Our last game is our best game, our Sunday night football game, 820 on NBC between the 5-1 and one Miami Dolphins traveling to the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. This game is interesting. You look at the two quarterbacks. You have Jalen Hurts and Tua Tawagabaloa. How the fuck you say his last name? They were the two quarterbacks at Alabama. Tua came in for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma. They are boys still, but they got that little animosity, that little rivalry, that little competition competitive nature you could say 
going to be a fun game. Dolphins got routed by Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Eagles just lost their first loss to the Jets. Super fucking weird. This past weekend, you're looking at Tua. He both <clears throat> both Tua and Jalen have been doing a good job at getting points on the board and winning games. They've also both have done a good job at turning the fucking ball over. Jalen Hurts has seven picks, two has five picks, and then two has three, three or four fumbles. Jalen Hurts has one or two, I think. They're just they're turning the ball over. And that's not the number one rule is keep the ball safe. Keep the ball in your hands. I got DeAndre Swift in both my fantasy leagues. He is they they're liking him there in Philadelphia. They've been using him well, which I appreciate. Tyree Kill is probably the best receiver in the NFL right now. His speed is just fucking so hard to cover. Yeah. This is going to be a fun game to me. I see uh, Devontae Smith is questionable and Dallas Goddard is questionable. Lack of weapons for the Eagles. I don't want to give a pick yet. I want you to break it down. But I do think that these are two fun teams and good fucking teams as well. Look, Mike McDaniels is the cool stepdad um, that's going to vape on the sideline from time to time. Um, he's just going to be a guy you're really going to respect just because for how cool he is. Um, and he's an astratomist at the coaching position. So he really knows how to coach the Dolphins. He has a plethora of weapons to work with. He put the perfect weapons around Tua. He made Tua into who he is right now. Barring Tua did it himself as well. And with the power of God. Shout out. But this Eagles team, I think they have mo- like they have more put into this game, in my opinion. You had a tough loss last week and you're pissed off. Jalen Hurts probably only spoke in Instagram quotes the entire week to his team. Like they were like, like he probably walked in on that Tuesday, right? Like right after they got back, they go into practice after they got Monday off, they're in there. And his whoever his locker mate was sitting next to him, they're like, yo, Jalen, what'd you do this weekend? He's like, he's like, I was up fighting for my life. He's like, I want this more than anybody. And he's like, okay, man. Like, that's how it is. Jason Kelsey was on his podcast, probably pissed off. Talked more about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because that's just what he does. Probably hung out with his two kids, regardless. That, you think he daft him up? Who? <clears throat> you think he daft his kids up? You think he da- Do I think Jason Kelsey daps his kid up? Yeah, you think he daps up his own kids? No, I think he daps up his wife. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, but as for this game, oh god, give me the Eagles. I just think, look, when I look at their team, guys like Jalen Carter, who got drafted out of Georgia, who I think he fell too far, honestly, literally putting up Aaron Donald type stats in his first year. Like, dude is unrelenting pressure up the middle. He can, he's going to get to Tua a couple of times this game. Best believe that Eagles D line is going to put pressure on Tua. It's just whether or not their DBs are going to be able to. Keep up with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle for enough time so Tua can't get the ball off. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little old school Western shootout, being like who's faster on the draw, your D line or my QB. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the D line in this one. I'm gonna take the defense of the Eagles. So give me the Eagles in this one, especially yeah, playing at home. And and the Phillies are in the middle of a World Series run right now. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. Citizens Bank Park is rocking every time they play. By the way, if you want to know how petty Phillies fans are, game three of the NLS of the uh, NL NLDS, yeah, got it, N- got it, Zach. Big words. It's an acronym, first of all, dumbass. Uh, regardless, 
Phillies fan or yeah, Phillies fans are so petty. They're buying tickets at away games just so the home team fans can't show up. They're not even going. They're just buying them just to be like, yeah, you That's can't awesome, go. Uh, yeah, hard. Also, it just gives the whole city of brotherly love thing just another knack for being like the complete opposite of what Philly fans actually are or the city of Philadelphia fans are actually are. But I digress. It's a hard environment to play in. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles too. I just think it's a safer pick and I feel more confident in them. I don't think the Dolphins are a bad team. They just really – the Dolphins haven't really like beat anybody that's like of ex- exponential caliber, if that makes sense, if those words made sense. I think the Eagles are a little bit higher on the totem pole. But I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, a good game to watch. Um, I have nothing more. Um, no draft, not feeling draft today, feeling a little under the weather. Oh, I was actually, I had the perfect draft for today. We have we have the UFC pod tomorrow. Yeah, but this fits so well with this. I'm just, I'm just not doing too hot. Come on, come on. Come on. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's, so you know how you have DBU, you have wide receiver U, you got quarterback U, you have running back U. I say we draft some of the best skill position universities, our own version, who we think the cream of the crop are. What do you mean? So, for example, like, I'm not going to take them just an idea. Like, if you were to say, like, all right, my top five, my first pick, I'm taking Alabama for being wide receiver you. Oh, dude, that's going to be too much thinking. I'm too tired for that right now. Oh, my God. Just, just, just right. hold on to it. Just hold on to it. All right, fine. We'll hold on to it. 